St. Patrick's Day. This is the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. Stephanie Hansen, and I'm wondering what slancha is. You don't know what slancha is? No. Slancha. It means... It it's sounds like, like to, matcha. It's to drink to your health. It's the S-L-A-I-N-T-E when you see that. It looks like slanty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Slant. So it's like the toast. Slancha. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm cheersing you, slancha. Slancha to your cup of coffee. There you Let's go. Just cup of coffee. Here we go. Right. Good morning. Hopefully you guys are uh, up and about and wearing your green or not. Neither of us are. When I was leaving, my husband <laughs> said, where is your green? Because I'm, I'm one of those people that looks Irish, but I'm not. It's true. You have the freckles. Yeah. You have a little bit of, you know, strawberry tinge to your hair. When I was um, in the nightclub business, I exploited that within an inch of my life. Which makes you and... sound like a gangster, which I love. <laughs> when I was in the nightclub I business. I kind of was. I was wearing a half top and cut off jean shorts. And St. Patrick's Day was my most lucrative day of the year. Clearly. Clearly good luck to all the barkeeps out there and all the all the bus boys and barbacks oh, and bus boy, girls. and. the yucky job of wow they up the... there's a lot of cleanup i'm gonna tell you that at about 2 a.m tonight i'm gonna raise a big old glass of whiskey to all the hospitality people who had a day hopefully they're being paid well and being fed well on the backside of it and just wow it's a big day it is a big because day. it's a saturday yeah and, and you, you make money yeah and so it's great but do you remember the last time it was on a saturday it was like 80 degrees it was 80 right? degrees they were Leprechauns and tank tops. I remember for crying that. In the barn. Yes, and they. Um, I think they still do it. Miller Lite has the Metro Transit. Yes, where it's free. You can dr- take a bus any day, anytime. I think from noon to two a.m. today or something too. like that. Yeah. So if you don't, I mean, you don't have to drive. No, and in St. Paul. All of the bus stops on that 80 degree day were full of people yeah. in like shorts yes. and tank tops. Oh God. It was super fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Don't drive today. Try not to. Yeah, I'm you just don't saying. Need to. There's plenty of options for yeah. you. Yeah, and there's a ton of great stuff going down. And if you know you want to just, what I like about St. Patrick's Day is that it's kind of like a giant rolling wave. You can dip in and dip out. You know, yeah. you can kind of like jump in and find a bar or find a roving pack of people and sort of hang out and then you can get out. There is uh did you know that I was talking to someone yesterday from Lyft and this is like one of their biggest days, bigger than the Super Bowl actually. Oh, I would believe it. I would believe it. Yeah. So I think that's good. Great. Be good to your drivers. Ready. Um, I'll give a toast to Slancha to uh, Finnegan's Tap Room, which is they have just at nine AM they tapped their first beer in their new brewery and tap room. Which is, of course, Finnegan's is the beer that donates all their profits to charity. So you by just drinking a beer, you're doing good things. I like their blonde, too. Yes. They've got an amber and they've got a blonde that they sell in cans and in bottles. And I like the blonde a lot. Um, and at their tap room, they have a ton. They have a ton of different so beers. So where is the tap room? So it's on Fifth Street. Do you remember the Normandy Inn? Yes. You know, the crazy looking. And it's still open, by oh, the yeah, way. That's... And they still serve popovers. Yep. But it's this crazy looking sort of yep. Tudor building hotel in sort of eastern downtown. And then right behind it on Fifth is kind of where this okay. new place is. And it's the Cross Anderson building. If you're coming, Fifth is a great little. It starts, you know, kind of at the Highway 35, and it just goes straight down, yep. and it goes all the way to Washington, um, heading toward the river, but that's where it is, and you can find it. They've got a great little uh, shamrock sign. They're open today 
for the first time only. And then they're going to close down and reopen at the end of March while they get the rest of the stuff all put together. But they have a tent party. They've got a great little patio in the back that I think will be marvelous once they get open. Good to know. Yeah. To know. I think it's going to be a nice little east side of town. You know, that east town or east side. What are we calling it? East, east town. East town. Yeah. There's not a lot there other than Eastside, the restaurant. Uh, well, Eastside is the not even in that area. No, Eastside is over by the depot. This is like, we're talking McKinney Row and the stadium. This is Easttown. This is what is known as Easttown. Okay, so isn't that in Easttown then? It's on the edge of which? You mean the, the Finnegan's? The yeah, it's on the very edge of it. Okay. Yeah, but I, that's my point is like there's sort of... Where is Easttown? I mean, and do and we really need to get that? It's I remember, downtown. Though, this is how old I am. I remember having this fight about the North Loop when it was the warehouse district. And yes, I do they wanted this. to rebrand it. And I just remembered thinking, why are people spending time, energy, and money on this? And now, lo and behold, I've been to... No lows twice no, in the last week. I know you have. I why they had drag bingo on Wednesday night. Yeah, I went there with some friends, and then I posted about it. And my other friends that I was having dinner with that week said, "Can we go there? We want to do the drag bingo." Uh-huh. So we ate there again, and it's great. It's good. They I have some it. wicked turkey meatballs. Really? Yes. I've had not delicious su- gravy. Not as successful snacks at that bar upstairs. Um. So I'll tell you my personal opinion. Yeah. The fish sandwich is one of the best in town. Hmm. It's incredible. That's the one where they press, they take the wallet and then they press it. It's like a fish, fish, a McDonald's fish sandwich, but like amazing. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) And then the turkey meatballs are great. It has a lot of gravy, really saucy. They have like this babacoa dip that I really like. Yeah. I don't love the flatbreads. Yeah. They were just like meh. And the wings I was very disappointed in. I've I've had, they're okay. They're fine. Not I mean, great, not worse, not the worst, but just like total wings like you would expect. See, but not even for me. But I guess those other end, three things were yeah. worth like stopping the presses and really going to town but on. Is that a place that you would go for dinner? You know what I mean? Because Well, I it's think- funny. Yeah, I would. But what I've done the last two times I've eaten there is sort of communally eat. So it is a snacky more place. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Um, I know that like one of the women was going to order the salmon and then we just kind of ended up ordering courses of snacks and lots of them. I mean, we all left super full. Yeah. They have a really good kale cauliflower salad too, which the way I like to eat this, and I know it sounds weird, but get that salad. It's a Caesar, Yeah, but it doesn't have a lot of dressing on it, which I like. Right. And then I used my turkey meatball gravy Oh, and put it on it and then... It like kind of wilted the leaves a little bit more. I know that sounds weird, but it's delish. It's what you wanted. Yeah. You know what else I was thinking about this week? Hmm. I went to, I had another good scallop dish and we were talking about scallops oh, last who week. Oh, was it? Oh, it was. It's um, Stewart's. Yeah. Oh, is Which that? is this little teeny spot. It's right across from St. Thomas College. It's kind of an underground spot and it's just so sweet in there. And I had a really nice scallop dish. They were cooked perfectly on like a bed of wild rice that was sort of homey with kale and raisins, and it was really, really delicious. Oh, my goodness. That place, too, those kimchi fries. Right. Are It's French fries with kimchi spice on them, and then they come with, like, a little side of 
the sauce. I like that. Oh, they're so good. I do like that. Um, I will tell you that after last week's show, I did the next day go, I did go to brunch at Grand Cafe. Oh, you know, tell me about that. And that was spectacular. Was it like a spectacular, delicious was, lady brunch? It was, it was, and we did it a late brunch. We were at one thirty, you know, which was kind of actually perfect because I got to do my run in the morning and I got a couple yep. things organized and then I meandered over and I was so hungry. And we started with a bottle of bubbles and it was just, you know, a little kava and just, it was just elegant and lovely and not like hangover hash brown. You know, it's, it was, it's a nice moment to have something, but easy, like, you know, dinner can get, you can still feel a little formal, you know, or you can still feel like you have to be put together. And I think it was so easy and lovely and this beautiful omelet, French omelet that, you know, is just folded and thin and just technically perfect, superb, if you will. Yeah. And, um, you know, and things like we had these eggs, perfectly fried eggs on the on dumplings, cacio pepe dumplings, which Yum. were just like long sort of um, gnocchi mm-hmm. kind of things. And of course, we had a burger. The brunch burger has become a thing. And this is, they brought it out on a pedestal. I don't know if you saw my pictures, but it was like, it was like literally on this silver chalice, like, oh, the burger. And it was just, that's really funny. And it was good because it was also a burger. It was a double cheeseburger, but it was more saucy. You know, it was more of a Big Mac. Iteration. Oh, I like Which sauce. I know because I feel like we've been stuck in the double, bur- double cheeseburger pickle kind of rut and I feel like where's this one had beautiful thick pickles with mayonnaise and chopped lettuce and and some sauce yes some sauce it was saucy the place next door to that called dig digs I don't know that it's a home like it's a store oh it has the cutest little like dishes and I I, I'm learning how to embroider because Mm. I want to make my own little embroidered towels Oh for God. the kitchen. Megan does that. My grandma made them. And then my sister's grandma, my sister's grandma-in-law makes yeah. them. Yeah. And gives them to me for Christmas. But these women are like, my grandma's dead. The grandma-in-law is 92. So I'm feeling like my hand towel assortment, because I don't use paper towels. You know that, right? Right. So it's getting, I'm nervous about it. So I yeah. was like, I got to learn how to sew my own towels. So I went in there and I got the hoop and she hooked me up. And so I've been working on my stitches. I'm going to take a class. Oh, my God. Megan does this all the time. In fact, Megan's birthday or Christmas present to all of us this year was embroidered wall hangings that were full of swears. Yeah, there are some funny ones. (laughs) There are some really great ones. I was so excited. That's fun and crafty for you. Yeah. and I have a lot of embroidery thread, too, because we used to make bracelets. (laughs) If you need some Yes, I do. I I just, the other thing I discovered, too, is I need something to do with my hands. Yeah. Like when you're watching TV, I don't watch TV a lot, but. And you don't want to be on a thing. I know a lot of people are are on their phones and watching TV or on their computers and watching TV. I'm trying to be present, sort of, of? but with this (laughs) handwork. And we're going on this big road trip to Utah and the parks and Grand Canyon and all that. And we're in a van with a queen size bed and a like, have I told you about we rented this little camper van? Yes. So I was like, I want to do something while he's driving. We're going to be driving like three hours a day. Yeah. So this is what I've come up with. Three hours a day? Two or three. Okay. But this place is really cute and it's right next to Grand Cafe. And if so, if you're on a wait, go and peruse is the deal. Yeah, totally. And I want to just tell you one thing they have really quickly. Mm -hmm. You know how I drink soup out of mason jars all the time? Yep. Someone has forged this like handle. It's a metal handle that like clips onto the side of your mason jar. Yes. So your mason jar becomes a mug. A mug. It's amazing. And they did a plastic one like that for their cans for their tall boys. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I know. 
I love that. Yeah. Good ideas. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some St. Patty's Day uh, eating, my fair lassies. And we're going to also talk about Ugly Delicious just a little bit because I'm going to tease you out because we're going to hold off on that. But we're going to talk a little bit about something about it. That's a good tease. All right, we'll be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. <laughs> and I'm dead air. <laughs> and the and 70s. Sorry, sorry, she I, was slamming a green beer. It's nothing I out of the ordinary on St. Patrick's Day. My green. I'd like a green something right now. Would you? You know, like I know this is the high holiday of green food coloring, but I'm just saying I, there's other ways to get about green food. That you don't like green food coloring is almost like an archetype of who you are. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's more the fact. Let me put it this way. Because, you know, I'm not against. Let's think about this for fun. a second. No, but let's think about this because I'm not against like rainbow cakes and things like that <laughs> like if someone handed me a rainbow bagel i'd be like yeah but there's something about the green maybe it's my my attachment to like fuzzy green food that is in my fridge that i kind of like think of <laughs> someone took a pic or had a picture of a burger with a dyed green bun and it's like it just was not appetizing well, at it's all fun. I know, and I know, and I'm totally being a killjoy. But my office mate said, "Notice something that I do the other day that you'll laugh." I like when I micro when I'm about to cook something in the microwave for lunch. I like open my container and then I sniff the food. Yeah, and then I put it in the room. And she's like. You do that all the time. She goes, are you not sure that the food you're bringing to eat is safe? <laughs> it's like, well, not always, you know. I mean, it could have turned in the yeah, moment between. Don't you like look at the, I was like, no. no. <laughs> if it smells good, eat it. I'm pretty Doesn't much. Doesn't matter how long it's been. I'm pretty much down with the sniff technique. Yeah, she was just like she was kind little... of aghast that I'm always sniffing stuff. I, you know what? I, the whole food waste thing has really got me, it, it makes me think of the people who just go, oh, it's it's a passing expiration date. Most people do that. And I know my kids do that, yeah. and it makes me insane. And in fact, there was a time where I started taking a Sharpie to expiration dates and, you know, blocking <laughs> them off because I'm like, this food is fine, and you're just throwing it away, and I've paid all this money, and I hate it. I eat cottage cheese till, like, please, literally... It's curdly. I know. Because it is curdled. It is cur- well, that's the point. That's a lot of the yeah, points, people. Exactly. Sour cream is sour for a reason. Just eat it. <laughs> Just scrape the top off. <laughs> Does, uh, my mom used to... I scrape everything by So my mom yeah. with the cheese, she would just cut Hello. off the green hairy part. I have a wartime mother. You know what I mean? Yeah, me she too. Is someone who is, uh, she's someone who absolutely... It's survival. To think that if during the war, someone would look at us and mm, there's a little layer of fuzz on the top. Let's yeah, just throw it away. Just cut it off. No. I thought of you the other day because I had literally all these weird dribs and drabs of cheese that were drying out and just, you know, little Make hard. Soup. I uh, just ground them all up. And some of them I was like really having to grate hard because they were dry. Oh, yeah. And I just made macaroni and cheese. I made like four pans of it for my kid. That's good. And then I had some old Rice Krispies. I put those on top, toasted Cute. them up with some butter. She was like, you know, now that my kid's in college and is yes. on her own and has to cook, she appreciates my freezer full of food way yeah, she more does. than she did when she lived with me. She, if she's a smart girl, I should text her that. I'd be like, you need to start emptying that freezer out. <laughs> I, I say you can take whatever you want. The yeah. soups, like, go ahead, eat whatever is in the that freezer downstairs that's pre-made. All you have to do is bake it. Yeah. And thank amazing. you. you. I love you. I Good love night. you. Please be well. Uh, Joey just moved into a new apartment in New York, by the way. And he has an actual kitchen. He's oh, beside himself because nice. there's an actual gorgeous, huge kitchen 
there for him to play in. So that's great. That's exciting. Yeah. Like I love it when your kids like all of a sudden. All my kids are all of a sudden into cooking and to the point where this actually leads me into this next thing. You know, we were going to talk about Ugly Delicious, which is the David Chang docu series on Netflix. Um, and and we, uh, you know, we're going to wait until next week to kind of get into the whole thing, into the analysis of it. What's that? My daughter just sent me last night a picture of her mise en place. Yes. The chicken legs, the bacon. She's making some soup. So this is, I mean, and this is what's interesting is there's, there was an episode. So I watched the first three episodes, which it just sort of cycles into itself. Um, but you can watch it in different episodes if you want. I watched pizza, I watched tacos and I watched one called home cooking. Oh, and so it's very, I'm just going to tell you now, we're going to get into it a little bit more because I want to hear your thoughts on yeah, some of it. Watch it, but I'm just telling you guys, I was riveted. I was totally enthralled and I was ready to hate David Chang. I was ready to hate him because I sometimes think he's sort of a puffy overblown celebrity. This was very interesting. And also Peter Meehan, who is his cohort in this, you know, who also did Lucky Peach with him and wrote all the Momofuku cookbooks and everything else. Yep. Is a great, they are, it's a, it's a cute little bromance that they basically admit to. Meehan goes, uh, at one point he's like, this is the longest like intimate male relationship I think I've ever had. (laughs) And they've been friends for 10 years. And it's just, it's very... I, it's the way that they look at food and the way that they uh, sort of dissect it culturally without being an overhanded, how does race play out in this right. meal and what is your appropriation? I mean, it's it's so, it's so, it's such a good way of chatting about food the way that we do like at dinner tables and the way that we, you know, end up with it. I. Okay. I'm, I'm into it. So I Are want you, you guys sold? to follow sold. along. Gotta watch. Gotta watch it. And then next week, we'll. I'm going to bring one other person in to talk about it with us um, so that yeah. we, we and can I'm just... Gonna watch. Yeah. I got a little bit of time without the hubster. So. Yes. But one of the things that, that brought me to that was the fact that it was... Um, it's a thing that... Jake and all his buddies, and you know, we're on a little journey today. Is uh, they are starting to kind of get the bug, and they watched Chef, that movie about oh, John Favreau and the, which is so the good. food truck. They all made Cubanos, and they were like into this whole Cubano thing, and they were like obsessed with Cubanos. Have you watched the weird Bradley Cooper movie? Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah, I only caught Sienna a couple Miller of burnt. And- it's yeah, I, ca- I caught a couple snippets of it when I had movie package, you know, titles. And I was just sort of, I don't know. I don't think, I think a food movie, and this is where Ugly Delicious does, I think, gets it right. It's not about, it has to be about the people and the food, but not about, this is hard to say. I mean, like, I, I thought the Bradley Cooper movie was such a caricature, and then it didn't really give the food its due. And you didn't care about him you one didn't bit. Care. He was a petulant little brat. Yeah. Who was hot. Don't get me wrong. He was hot. But um, I think this is a we've been starting a thing for Weekly Dish where we're asking a question or a poll on our Facebook page. And Mm -hmm. today we have our question posted and we'll talk about it in a little bit. So if you want to go in on the poll, please do. I think this is a future question, like your favorite food movies, because that burnt was so bad. Yeah. And Chef, which was a very underrated movie. You didn't hear a lot about it. Was so good. If was you guys haven't watched it, so it's good. really a sweet movie. And it is. And it is and it is a petulant chef too, but then you it's more of the His real transformation. journey. Yeah. And then and then it's sort of that moment of where food comes from 
significantly in your personal life. And actually, in the home cooking, the rest, there's this really great scene. I'm just going to give you the clue that he's, you know, Chang and Rene Redzepi are like besties. And Rene Redzepi is the chef of Noma in Copenhagen, you know, world renowned. You get to go sit in the kitchen while Rene Redzepi's wife cooks dinner. And their little kids are around and they're all kind of making these little dumplings. And it's just, it's that thing where that is actually the side, the real side of the chef relationship in the world than I think any picture of Renee Redzepi in a sweater on the cover of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I think that there's something about um, too much glorification and, and they get at that. They touch at that. And that leads us to where it's a dehumanizing thing. And in a weird way, this all comes around to the best restaurants package in my magazine where we took the photos of the chefs in their people clothes. We asked them to not be in their whites or in their kitchen you know, uniforms, because the thought was, let's start, let's get back to humanizing them. So Michelle Geyer, instead of being in her bakery, you know, stuff, she was sitting in her beautiful leather pants. And she her, looked really cute. Yeah, with her gorgeous makeup <laughs> and heels, and she was sitting on a couch in her restaurant. And that is the idea that there. it's just us. It's just us, and we're all in it together. Hanging out. Yeah, and I just, I so that's where I am with that. I, that was a whole segment. We didn't talk about anything about we're gonna talk <laughs> the about Irish, Irish food that next. I was going to talk about, so we're going to talk about that next. <laughs> that was the un-segment on the that's segment. That's okay. Sometimes those uh, happen very organically. I know. But anyway, do check out our question on the Facebook page, because uh, that's a very interesting, it's about communal seating. Would love to hear you weigh in. We're going to dig into that later. But we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we will talk some more. We will talk some Irish eating. This is the uh, Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. And we are presented by our friends at Red Cow and Red Rabbit this morning, where you can go and get good weekend brunch. I'm sure they've got some green beer today. There's lots of green beer. Something fun. Okay, Steph. Yeah. The let's talk about some Irish eating and then we'll wrap up the segment with the poll question. Okay. Um, the only thing I know how to do Irish wise or that I even care about is I want to get corned beef somewhere else. I don't want to make it. It's not very fun to make. It's kind of boring to be honest. Cause uh, you just slow cook it. Did you see, I put an instant pot corned beef no, recipe up. Yeah. That intrigues me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All of a sudden it is, it's uh, exciting. I like Irish soda bread, though. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I it's, did get some good one. I got a good one from uh, Bakersfield Flour and Bread. Which, that intrigues me because he's such a good baker. And it's fermenty. It's got that good little sour tang. Yeah. You guys, it's so easy to make. It's so easy. Even I have made this in my Dutch oven. So I put a recipe for Ina oh, Garten's bread up on the show page. Yeah. Um. I really, I like soda bread. I make it in the spring when it's Easter time and I think about it. But it's quite, really quite delicious. Yeah. I that's do all too. I got I, for. I, that's it? That's oh. all I'm eating is soda bread. <laughs> <laughs> I think of, so today I get into two places. I get into the corned beef, you know, place, but I sort of don't want a corned beef and cabbage situation, if you can believe that. Yeah. I do. I Do you want it with potatoes? I want it with potatoes, but I also want it on a sandwich yeah. with, with white cheddar on it. I just want a oh. big hunk of dark brown bread, not soda bread, because soda bread can be a little sweeter. Yep. You know, there's sort of a currenty Yeah, I don't put currants it. in mine. Yeah, but... I usually don't either. But so I want like a, actually, I want like a big fat rye, you know, like a sour yep. rye. And then I want to put the corned beef on top of it. And then I want to take one swath of white, you know, Irish cheddar and melt that down on it. Can and we that, talk about... to me, is the perfect... Iteration. Okay, so you're going to know the answer to this question, and it's kind of dumb. But I 
when I go, I like I've bought I've bought corned beef and you get the packet and you make it and it's just like meh. Then there was a time where uh, there was corned beef that was in St. Paul at that market. And it was made by uh, Lenny Russo. Oh. And you brought it in one day in a brown like container. Oh, yes, I did. And it had like this yellow mustard with it. And it was just the most beautiful piece of corned beef ever. Yeah. And it had like a bark on it. Yeah. So why do some corned beefs just end up like these pink flabby tongues? Yeah. And then other corned beefs like his are more like a shredded pork with... A bark on it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sort of almost a pork shoulder difference in the oven. Yes. I do believe it's it's a curing process, too. You know, when I do my pork shoulders, when I do my overnight pork shoulder and I bring you pulled pork and it has like little bits of that crunchy, you know, curedness to it, that is because I've done a salt rub on it for a certain amount of days. So that curing process, that also is... And then when I do it in the oven... I usually have a pan of water in the oven and if it goes in there for how many hours, you know, it's all breaking down, but that salt kind of gives it that, that crusty part of it. And also that kind of heat. If you're doing crock pot, if you're doing anything that involves like a steam, that's going to be flabby. So you're never going to get a crust. What I'm hearing you say is if I try corned beef in the oven, like I would a slow roast, I'm going to get a... A consistency like that that I'm looking for. I think so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I think. An, I think oven. Reason. And I know there. Like I said, there was a thing in the. You know, there was an instant pot corned beef recipe, but that again is going to be sort of very soft and, you know, brazy. Yeah. It's the same thing like a pot roast. You know. So I think there's, um, there's that. I think the oven is the best for those kind of that, things. Do you remember that? Uh, oh, I do. Lenny now that you Russo mentioned it, beef. I was like, that was the best corned beef I've ever Me had. Too. Me too. And I will say the my favorite. You know, Reuben sandwich is was at Manny's, and I think that's the same kind of people who know beef and know meat and how it breaks down. That's a really good place to find good corn. Manny's beef. has a good Reuben. They have my favorite Reuben at lunch, a Reuben sandwich, just a Reuben sandwich. I could go there today and have marble that. rye and sauerkraut on it, and just the goodness. Yeah. I love that. Yum. I mean, sauerkraut is cabbage. Sauerkraut. You could have a Reuben today, and that would count. Here's what I want to tell you: if you're an, an adult. So you had sauerkraut when you were a kid, like, or you smelled it on someone's gross hot dog at the stadium at a baseball game, and yeah. you were just like, Bleh. if you retry sauerkraut as an adult, it's just life-changing. I can't believe how many years I didn't eat kraut. I can't Are you get sort of in a of weird, it. yeah, you're like, why didn't I ever have that? And I just want it all the time, and I want to braise meat in it. Do you? Yeah, I just like throw sauerkraut with a pork shoulder in it, and... Some peppercorns, some it's, salt, and I leave that in the oven for hours, and yeah. it's like my favorite meal. It's too yummy. It really is. And there's so many. What I love is the fact that people have started jarring it and, you know, are canning yes. it, and so that you can buy it better than I always used to buy the bag, you know, during uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah. You buy that bag, and then that was it. But I do love the Kiss My Cabbage oh, in the jar. So that is the best sauerkraut you can buy locally, I think. Um, I really believe that. I love her stuff. It's really good. Um, there's also, I think it's called Fierce Ferments. Yes, that's good co-op. too. I like that. You're right. They have one that has um, red pepper in it, so it's spicier. Mm-hmm. Like to have that with just some sausages and then put that in your Instant Pot and let it go a little bit. Yum. I just like to saute it up. Um, what about shepherd's pie? Do you ever consider making like a shepherd's pie or no, like a but stew, I like an Irish stew sort I like of it. thing? Um, Guinness pie? I would make Guinness pie. You know who has some good recipes for that is Jamie Oliver. Oh. Um, Some of his early cookbooks are just sort of these um, 
meats that are with potatoes and carrots, and then he has different toppings for them. Yeah. That's a good one. This is a, this is, I was pulling off from the New York Times, you know, the Sam Sifton little newsletter that I get all the time. Yeah, me and too, once a day. Yeah, so Irish stew from David Tannis, who is one of our favorites, and Guinness pie by Sam Sifton. I think putting a lid on, you know, a beef stew <laughs> is a, with a pastry crust. That's a good idea. Nothing wrong Nothing with wrong with it. Um, how about Cole Cannon? You know, I used to bartend at Molly Malone's, which was an Irish bar before it became the Havana Club, Cafe Havana, and yep. then it became Hot Dish. Um, and it was, uh, I worked on Sundays, I bartended on Sundays when, you know, nobody else would, and I needed the money. And the Vikings fans would all come and stop and get a drink and then go to the stadium. And that had this little Irish cook in the back, and he would whip me up Cole Cannon. What is that? Cole Cannon is basically mashed potatoes and leeks. Oh, yum. And it's just a lovely, beautiful thing. And sometimes you put a little kale or you put a little greenery in it. Yum, I like and it's, that. And so it's like a green mashed potatoes, but he would make me that every day while I was setting up because I, like I was it. just horribly. So that is my favorite. What about like a ginger stout? I love this ginger stout cake. I've always loved stout ice cream, like Guinness ice cream and Guinness chocolate cake. Yum. Those are easy, and those are like that's a perfect (laughs) time you can put a cake in front of my face. Yes, (laughs) okay, cake. I'm sort of obsessed with cake too because every Easter I usually make the uh, Ina Garten coconut cake. Yes, you do. um, Cream cheese frosting, right? And uh, I wasn't going to do anything for Easter this year, and I'm having a party just so I can make it. Are you really? Well, yeah, I'm going to have an Easter egg hunt. We're going to go to a brunch. At my my husband joined the university club. Oh, right. He spins there. Um, so we're going to go to the brunch at the university club and then walk back to my house and I'm going to have cake. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And idea. I'm doing an Easter egg hunt and I'm trying to think of how many Easter eggs I can cook in the instant pot at once. Um, a million. I know. I'm going to do it. At a, I'm going to do a <laughs> Stephanie March because I'm going to do it in a park by our house. Yeah. I do 18 every time I do it. Yeah. I do. I do one of those 18 packs and I throw them all in. Every week. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, let's get to the Facebook question. Okay, so I was reading an article about communal seating and how it's all the rage and, you know, building community. And it got me to thinking like, well, and I was at Surly last weekend, too, where they have communal seating. Um, People, I don't. Let's define communal seating. Yeah, so it's where you are sitting with other people at a table. So it's a long table. It's usually a long table mm-hmm. and you're sat at like, you know, in the middle or on the ends, but you're kind of all and together. even sometimes the way restaurants set up their two tops where they can like push them together for four or push them together for six. Like revival, I think sometimes feels like communal seating because oh, you're because it's so tight, so close to everybody. The Lynn Hall also has big tables and you just plop down and find your place. So the question I put on the Facebook pages was communal seating is all the rage in restaurants. What say you? Yes to communal seating or no? Thank you. Now, this could be because we're sort of these Nordic Midwestern folks. I'm but just sort of surprised at this. 111 people have said no, thank you. I am sort of shocked, you guys. And 30% have said yes to communal seating. I don't want to sit next to you. You don't have a choice. I don't want to touch you. You don't have a choice. I don't want you using my ketchup. Oh, what? I it's don't... not your ketchup. You didn't bring it, did you? It's the restaurant's ketchup, by <laughs> just, the way. I want my Just own. to be clear. I uh, don't want you like hearing my weird conversations. They're going to hear it anyway. 
Like and this is my point. You're actually the strip of space that is between you and I sitting at a table that's long, or whether it's two two tops next to each other, it's the same amount. Here's of space. the funny thing, though. Like I will sit at the bar, and in the bar it's mm-hmm. communal, and I will talk to everyone at the bar. And the when we were at Surly, I got these spiced nuts, and my family wasn't eating them, and I was done, and I had a whole bunch left. I handed them to the lady next to me and said, "Would you like some of my nuts?" And at first they were kind of weirded out, but then everybody started eating my nuts and we all started talking about food and yeah. that's how we told them we have a radio show. But <laughs> so was, he was like, she's really not just handing you. She really wants you to try these nuts. She's not some kind of weird all. Yeah. Anyway, she has not poisoned them. No. But um, so that's the truth. You're at a bar and, and that's that the doesn't same feel thing. Weird, but when I'm at a table, no, don't just come on. Restaurant owners, like give me my own seat. No, I'm sorry, but that is you not okay. You want to sit communally because you're do, German. Do I? You're this used true. To the beer I'm used hall. to beer halls. I guess that's part of my thing. But it's funny because I feel like I, this surprises me because I really feel like everybody was over that. Like I felt like that's already a done thing. We're already in the past with it. Nope. There are long benches, long tables everywhere. You go to the Lynn Hall. How would you how would you do that? You can't. There's no way to do that. I know. And also, when everybody asks us for, well, I've got a group of eight. I've got six girlfriends who want to go here. Where are these magical big tables supposed to be if you they do don't just exist? Like they do it at Revival, but you give them more space in between, please. Yeah, but then that means, by the way, that you don't make as much money. I know. I'm I just know saying why they're doing that it. the reason is is because restaurants have a very small margin and they need to get as many seats in as possible, and so they have to make the monies. It's I like don't either want either seating. So so if you and I were sitting next to each other, if there was a choice between like a table and they said you can either sit comfortably on this like end of this table and there's plenty of space between you and like the next people over, or you can have this cramped two top over on cramped the side, top, please. on the side, cramped two top, please. Wow. Wouldn't even be a question. Wow. They, I've been po- and I'm like, nope, cramped two top, please. Don't want you touching my stuff. But they're, they're they wouldn't even be touching you. I know. Nope. <laughs> I just- Which is also weird for you because you are the most talky social interactive yeah. person I've I ever know. been with in a public space like you have no boundaries no. for other people nope I'm passing you my nuts but I know it's weird it is weird I'm it's but so strange. It I mean, it's just, it it's, an, it's interesting sociologically. It's it almost like a block for you. The You've that... decided it instead of actually thinking about well, how you would feel if you were in that situation. Well, and we were just happy at Happy and Home the other day and I gave someone a sip of my drink too. See, so this is like, what I'm saying. Like, you're actually you... afraid of yourself. <laughs> you're actually afraid that the person sitting next to you is it's you. Be me. Is you. This that is, is very astute. This is a black mirror moment, you guys. And I'm just saying counterpart all right <laughs> we're gonna very take, astute we're gonna take a quick break you guys when we come back it is the ask stephanie portion of the show so feel free to give us a call 651-641-1071 and if you want to weigh in on communal seating if you want to ask us where to go for St. potty's day if you want to just say hey we're here for you hey hey we'll be right back this is the weekly dish we're about you red cow and red rabbit Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. It is time for the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So feel free. Give us a call. 651-641-1071. Or send us a note on the Twitters at Steph March or at Stephanie's Dish. Uh, send us a little email. Sometimes those emails pop up a little later, but we'll try to get to them if we can. We have a call from Deb. Deb is on the line to talk about corned beef. What's up, Deb? Uh, help. Help! Um, help! So I have that flabby corned beef in my crock pot right now. Okay. Um, my children actually call my kitchen Cafe La Burnt because I'm a terrible cook. <laughs> I tried it. And so is there any way to save this corned beef for dinner time? Um, 
so what is the deal? It's already it's full. Already it's already in the crock pot. It's already full or it's already yeah, cooked? I, I cooked it overnight because I have to, I'm on my way to work. And then when I get home at five, I was going to just reheat it a little bit. Yeah. What could I do? Steph, could she like get, um, I, I don't even know if this would work, but if you had any um, sauerkraut and plop it in the sauerkraut and put it in the oven low and slow. You could. Would it okay. be too dried out? It might get too dry. I'm a little worried that if you've already cooked it, like any more cooking is right. going to be just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Can she broil it and get a you, brown crusty top? I don't know if you're going to get a crown at this point. Okay. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're. Can you get a lot of really good mustard and hide it in a sandwich? This is what I'm saying. Get yeah. like I'm cut it out and then put do the melting cheese. Get some good Irish cheddar and some toast okay. and put it on there and make big sandwiches out of it. That's your best way. Okay. <laughs> Good luck, Deb. Thanks. But I give her credit for trying. I know. Okay, we have Jenny on the line. Hey, Jenny, what's going on? Hi, Jenny. Are you there? Hi, how are you? Good, how what's are you? Your question? Okay, huge fan. Listen to you guys for 10 years. I feel like you're my sisters, and I can't wait to hang out with you someday. Yay! I digress. Okay. So, have you listened or watched the Houston episode of Ugly Delicious? No, I haven't gotten to that one yet. Okay, love love David Chang. Yeah. And I love that entire series. So they're sitting around the table. Okay, wait, Jenny. Jenny, it's Stephanie Hansen. And what we're going to do is we're going to put you on hold. And our producer, okay. Hope, is going to get your phone number. And we're going to okay. schedule a segment with you as you our come listener on next week? for commentary. What? Yes. <laughs> okay, so we're going to put you on hold and not let you ruin your story your here. Because we're, we're going to get your story for next later. Week. Okay. And you're okay, going to be Jenny. Our, you're going to be our call-in human. You're going to be our guest. Yay! Yay! Okay. Awesome. So Jenny, right. we're putting you on hold. Hope's Hope our it. producer will get your info and we're going to go to the next question cuz we can talk to her about that episode next week. Okay, I love it. Cuz I'm going to watch it too. Okay, Hope's got her. All right. This is good. This is okay, good. So, we have see, yeah. I am seriously into the show and, and I need... I, she sounds like she is too. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, we have someone we can talk to. Long-time listener. Love it. Okay. Uh, we do have some questions on the Facebook, or we got some email questions. Yeah. One of them was, just yep. a quick cleanup is, last week uh, we talked about um, the place that serves buffalo chips and a glass of bubbly, and that was me raving about the drinking chips at Alma. At restaurant Alma. Cafe, yeah, Cafe Alma, Cafe actually. Alma, sorry. I don't think that they have it at the restaurant, that's just to be clear. Okay. So I think it is during lunch and late night at Cafe Alma. Um, I posted on uh, Instagram, too. I reposted your delicious drinking chips that you made for a party that we both went to. Yes. They were real good. Those and the ranch dressing, that was amazing. And I'm just going to give you the recipe quickly because it was, again, we talked about it. Let me just say that the recipe for salad dressing is throw it all in. You know, start with a cup, a cup, a cup. And I did a cup of buttermilk, a cup of mayonnaise, and a cup of sour cream. And then I threw a bunch of herbs in, and I sort of salt and peppered it until I could handle it. And, and if I, you grate a little garlic, too, that's yeah, always good. Yeah, I, I just chopped a whole bunch i chopped and smashed garlics and shallots with salt to make kind of a paste oh yeah that's you got to do the paste. and then i whipped that into Don't it you use your grater to make a paste no i use my knife i do it like i i smash it on the side of my knife yeah and then i pull it Okay. And I smash it and I throw a little salt in there and then I do the shallots That's along with it. good, but I'm lazy and don't want to clean my wood board. Oh. So I just use my rasp and grate. Oh, I. you know what? Because I'm already chopping the herbs on there Got anyway, it. so it's all in one thing. But yep. I don't, honestly, I never, I don't know where half my stuff is. I grate with, uh, <laughs> I grate for ginger. I use that rasp thing What's a all rasp? the time. The long... Um, oh, sort of a microplane greater. Yeah, a thing? microplane. Okay. That's All what right. it's called. All right, cool. I a rasp it. is the thing you use in your wood shop. <laughs> is it? I have, I was, I've never heard it's, the word rasp before. It looks just like a microplane. Okay. Greater. 
I love that. All right. Um, all right. So we have a couple other questions. We have uh, one woman. I can't. I don't know who this is about. Uh, she said we were talking about a few places that have party rooms for groups of fifteen to twenty. She's looking for a space that would be near downtown Minneapolis to the North Loop areas to make a reservation. Looking for traditional foods. Uh, they're from Texas and Tennessee areas, so those flavors would be great. But they are totally open to food adventure. Looking something for the weekend of April twenty first. Okay. So I took you have on a this list. One. I did. Um, the Monte Carlo, which we both really like a Love lot. Love it. They've got very traditional food, yep. and they have a private room for 20 mm-hmm. with some good American fare, like steaks, chops, and the delicious dry-rubbed wings that we like. Yep. Um, Fogo de Chao, which is kind of expensive, but they have the buffet-style carved meats. Yep. Um, also, uh, Mercy has very reasonable prices and really good, recognizable food, and they've got some private spaces. And um, Smack Shack has a mezzanine that would be good fit for that. Super good. Hey, you know what I thought? J.D. Hoyt's. If they're Texas yes. and Tennessee, they want that smoky, beefy. Bowl. Yeah, J.D. Hoyt's and barbecue would be kind of fun. That's right on the cusp of the North Loop. And All right. then quick one, Dalton and Wade. Dalton and Wade. Yeah, totally. All right, you guys, that is our Ask Stephanie portion of the show. We will be right back for the uh, second hour. We're going to talk to some jelly beans and Easter brunch. Easter brunch. I got all your deets. Get on it. This is a weekly dish brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit.